Welcome to Beyond the Game, Wealth Mastery for Athletes. I'm your host, Chris Benson, joined by nine-year NFL vet, Alec Ogletree. Beyond the Game is a podcast where we will provide a playbook for financial growth, both on and off the field. Join us each week as we have an in-depth conversation with other professional athletes who've mastered the art of wealth creation. They're going to share their triumphs, setbacks, and maybe some lessons learned so you don't make the same mistakes. Join us. We think you're going to enjoy it. Welcome to Beyond the Game, episode 12. This is a special episode. Alec and I are doing what we've learned in the first 12 episodes. Reflection. Reflection. Reflection day. Good way to think about it. So look, I think as a a podcast, our hope is that there are specific actionable items um, that you as the listener can take and apply in your own life. And I think as Alec and I talked through the, the first 11 episodes I think that we've published, we said, I think it'd be helpful if we went back and rehashed some of the, the key points for people to mull on. So that's the goal of today. It's, you're just going to get Alec and I, no guest, and the thought process is we'll talk through some of the things that uh, that we took away from our first guests who were so gracious with their time. Alec, number one, you're wearing the Ravens jersey. This is after they lost, if you're watching this. Yeah. That's one of our they guests. Drew. That's a tough they they drew. <laughs> yeah, no. I actually think my wife bought this for her dad, but it got hung up in my closet for some reason. I was like, you know what? Let me wear it. <laughs> for those of you guys just listening, Andrew is Alex's brother-in-law who played for the Ravens this year, and Alec is repping his jersey right now. Yeah. Tough, tough finish for the Ravens. But that being said... Hey. It's it's a tough go, Alex. So when, with the first eleven episodes, th- this was the thing that stood out to me, and and maybe I'd, I'd love to start here, which is at a very high level. I think if we're talking about mastering wealth creation, the first thing yep. that stood out to me that one of our guests, um, Craig Brown, talked about, which was understanding your burn rate. And, and yep. I think this is applicable athlete, non-athlete, right? I, this is how I try to live my life too, is what does it cost you to live your life today at the lifestyle that you currently have, the houses you currently live in, you know, the, how much you're going out to dinner every week, you know, if you're paying for other people, what all that comes out to on a monthly basis. And, and what Craig talks about is that just being your burn rate and that being your starting point of, okay. You know, let's walk through an example. If if your burn rate is thirty grand a month, right? So you spend three hundred sixty thousand dollars a year in just expenses, your mortgages, mm-hmm. groceries, all in. Well, you got to have enough investments at a reasonable rate of return to say, hey, I can support that thirty six thousand dollar or that thirty thousand dollars a month for the rest of my life, and I never need any more income. Yeah. Is is. Is that a way you thought of it when you played? Were you were you ever trying to get to a number? Um, I would say I was always trying to, you know, mainly for me was remain like debt free in a sense. So in some like in most cases, I would just pay cash for it, right? Like when I do stuff, like I bought a home or whatever, like I'll just pay cash for it, right? Not necessarily said that I did, like, I knew I had to pay taxes and all that stuff like that. So, like, you're still owing debt, but, like, to 
to owe debt, like like to the banks and all that stuff like that was like something that I didn't really want to be a part of because I didn't understand it. I was, you know, like a first time home buyer for the most part. So it was like the easiest thing for me was to make this investment into this home. And I, I will say I didn't originally think of it as like an asset versus something that's a liability, right? Yeah. You mean your house, like when you bought a house? house yeah, like you bought a house. Like I didn't necessarily think it was an asset at first, but the more I the more I kind of kept doing my research and just kind of learning about, you know, real estate, I realized I'm like, oh, this is an asset where like you could do you could do a bunch of different things with it. You know, obviously it can generate income for you and allow you to, you know, do other things with that asset to, you know, leverage it as well, you know, to go and, and borrow money and do all this stuff like that. So, you know, through the years, it took me, you know, a lot of trial and just tribulation, just kind of figuring out like, oh man, I can, I can actually use this as, this is an asset versus a liability. And, you know, to your point, what, what Craig said, just understanding that burn rate was, I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to owe too many people that like, I didn't need to owe. Like I didn't need to create a debt for whatever reason. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't want to create more overhead. Yeah, I didn't want to create a lot of overhead for myself. And and you know, it like I said, it took the research door studying, just kind of understanding like, man, I can't do this. Like it's it's not gonna work. This this is it's just too much, right? And to to that point of what you said about Craig. Anthony, Anthony Tolliver that was on, he was like, oh, well, not Anthony, but I meant uh, Ronnie Brown. He was like, yeah, man, just it's okay to say no to a deal. Like, everything, everything is not, not, not good for you. And, and like you said, creating that overhead, understanding what's your burn rate and what you can and cannot do is, is a big thing, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think, look, and, and this is true whether you make 20 million bucks a year or 20 grand a year, it, yeah. It's just numbers, right? And yeah. I, I think when we think about wealth and wealth creation, the goal of wealth, in, in my opinion, and you can you can certainly argue with me here, is wealth is a tool to create freedom. So when you're done, like as an athlete, when you're done, you have the choice to do whatever you want. You want to work? Yeah. Great. You want to go be an announcer or coach in the, in the game? Great. You want to go get into business? Great. You can do that too. But you can do that because you have the financial freedom you've created. And in my opinion, it's it's as easy as saying this is how much that I burn to live the way I do. And yeah. this is the investments I have that create income to support that. And if you don't have enough investments to cover your burn rate, well, then you got to reduce your burn rate. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. or you got to yeah. increase your investments if you got the cash to do it, then maybe you increase the investment. So that was one I, I thought was just a good nugget from Craig. Just staying with Craig and, and Alec, you, we talked about this with your story was, you know, we asked we asked Craig, like, what are the things that cause athletes to get into bad deals? You just mentioned Rennie mm -hmm. saying, like, look, there are some times it's a good idea just to say no. Like, I don't understand. I don't want to get involved. But yeah. what, what Craig talked about was ego and the yeah. ego of the athlete, right? Like, you guys are the man. Like, you've been the man since high school. Everything you touch turns to gold. Look at me. Yep. Yeah. And you know, 
So a lot of that is creates blindness around doing the appropriate due diligence on an investment to make sure that you're not getting involved with something that you're going to regret moving forward. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely it's definitely very easy to to do that. Like I like I said for myself, I just think about the deal with when I was like you know talking about the the uh, the the, the uh, where the uh, clothes or whatever. I mean, the suits, yeah. Oh, dang, I'm drawing a blank on all the stuff. But it goes to show you, like, don't do it <laughs> right there. But, uh, you know, I had, I, I I just thought I could do it. Like I said, I didn't, I didn't do the research to, like, go back and ask these people or whatever. I'm just like, uh, yeah, I've been getting to know him for the last couple of years. Yeah, like, you know, I know this guy or whatever, and he seemed, seemed cool, like, you know, all this stuff, but Turns out, dude, just basically not who he said he was, right? Yeah, he's a fraud. He stole two hundred fifty thousand dollars of your money. And it's gone. It's gone just like that. Like it's gone. And you know, in my circumstance, yes, I was blessed enough to earn more money. But to somebody that's not earning that amount of money, or you know, been in the league long enough to kind of recover from some stuff like that, like that's detrimental to him. Like for sure, you know. So. I said like lightly, but it is a real thing because some people don't recover from that. And Alec, is know? that is that just to to kind of counteract the ego and like I can do it? Is it just awareness that it's there, or is it just having good people around you who are going to say, "Hey, Alec, that's a stupid idea. You have no idea how to launch a clothing line. Don't give this guy two hundred and fifty thousand dollars." Yeah, I mean, I think it. I think it definitely is a little bit of both, right? So. In my case, my wife was right there telling me, don't do that shit, right? And me being, <laughs> me being myself, be like, ah, oh, it's okay. Like, I've been getting to know him, like, you know, this, that, and other. Like, it went on and did it anyway, right? And again, it, it, it turned out bad. So, you know, I think there's, there's always somebody or something that kind of tells you right or wrong, like yes or nay. You know, I believe in all of us, right? And you know, it's got to you. You have a choice to either say yes, I'm going to do this, or no, I'm not going to do this. And you know, you kind of have to live with the results of it. And you know, does it? What? What? If especially if it goes bad, you know, you still have to be able to be like, okay, that was that was something I can learn from. Like, sure, that was a that was a mistake. Yes, I understand it. We all we all make mistakes. Still make mistakes to this day, right? But at the same time, it's going to make me think about like, okay, I'm going to do a little bit more research. Just keep a little more digging before I actually say yes or no to whatever yeah. the situation is. You know, I try to get the right information, right? It's out there, and I believe the information is out there. It's just a matter of like how you go and find it and do you really want to go seek it, right? And, and Alec, you're hitting the nail right on the head with another great bullet point or a summary that I think I would take from all of our guests who've been successful in that wealth creation post playing days, which is yeah. none of this happens automatically for you. No. Right. I mean, you, no. this isn't like the league and the NFL. And we talked to a couple of major league baseball players and a couple of NBA guys. There, there isn't anything set up where this is going to just happen. You have to have intention in creating that long-term wealth, whether that's through a financial advisor, putting a team of people around you who can help educate you, 
But I think with all of our guests, the, the thing that stood out was there was a guy or a gal or somebody who mm-hmm. put their arms around them or they went and sought them out. Like, you know, we talked yep. with um, Ronnie Brown, who, you know, he he knew that he didn't understand anything like he didn't yep. understand how banking worked. And so he sought that out when he was in the league. And this is something you yep. talked about, right, is like the excuse you hear from a lot of guys is there's not enough time. And I think you asked that question to almost everybody. And everybody said, that's BS. Like you make time for what you want to do. And I think this is one of those things where like you have to make time and you have to be intentional about seeking out the education of, hey, how am I going to make this wealth last? You do. You have to be, like you just said, you have to be very intentional about what you're doing. And, you know, yes, it's tough being an athlete like, and doing all that stuff, you know, dealing with whatever you got to deal with, right? But at the same time, you got the same 24 hours as the next person, right? You got the same amount of like, it's nothing different. Yes, you get to go and do this over here, but yeah, you can spend, to me, you can spend 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, a day, a, sure. a night, just just something, you know, kind of changing your thought process, not 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 putting all your eggs in the basket of playing football or whatever sport you're doing, you know, that this is going to pay, this is going to uh, last me the rest of my life because you're going to stop playing at some point. We all, you're going to stop playing. You might do intramural stuff, you know. <laughs> they pay, they're not paying you for that, Al. <laughs> they're not paying you for that. They're not paying you for that, right? So I think <laughs> the, the other thing that people touched on too with that, that intentionality is finding a mentor. I mean, we, we heard this over and over. Kevin, Kevin Minter stood out to me um, yeah. where it was his older brother. And his yeah. and he was fortunate that, you know, like you talked about your wife, you know, being your counsel on, on that clothing line deal. With Kevin, it was his brother coming to him saying, hey, man, you got to start thinking about what are you going to do with this cash that you're making so that you don't you have that freedom that you want when you're done. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that can go the other way, too. Craig, Craig talked about this ego and then love, you know, that older brother in Kevin's case was a great mentor, pushed him the right direction. In Kevin's case, he went out, bought a bunch of joint chiropractic um, centers, which are creating passive income for him. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But that can go the other way too, where you have loved ones bringing you things that aren't in your best interest. And, you know, Craig Brown talked about that being another hurdle for athletes where, family members, brothers, sisters, cousins, people that they love, bring them things to invest in that aren't necessarily a great deal. And they do it out of that love. And, you know, ultimately the outcome is bad. Was that something you saw a lot of, like, especially, I guess, when you first got in the league? I mean, I've definitely had people saying, "Ah, we should do this and do that, whatever, right? And for me, if it didn't deal, like, I was one of those, if it didn't, like, have anything to do with football, like, I wasn't, like, I wasn't really entertaining it for the most part, right? Like, because I was trying to be the best, so I'm like, man, I'm doing what, what got me here. Like, I'm going to deal with this. Like, yes, you 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 always going to think about it, like, still doing stuff off the field. But, you know, for the most part, I was like, man, I need to figure out, how how I'm about to, you know, start and, you know, make this play, this third down. You know, I was all about all of that stuff right there. And then in the offseason is like, well, I, 
where I spent most of my time, not most of my time, but, you know, some part of my time, you know, kind of investing in, into, you know, learn, trying to learn stuff, right? Going to different meetings, going to different events, whatever, you know, whatever the case may be to try to learn some of that stuff. And if a deal or something came up, I would try to handle it then because once the season rolled back around, I was like, ah, I'm cutting it off. Like, I can't. Don't ask me nothing about anything. No, don't ask me anything about that. You know, during the during the season, and I kind of wish, like, I'm, I'm, I think it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's wrong to do that. I think that if we are able to grow in the sense of thinking, you know, as show title beyond the game, you know, at an earlier age, like, and you understanding, like. Okay, realistically, like the chances of me making it ten plus years or whatever the case may be, may even just making a, a second contract is very low. Uh, is, is very low, right? And so, for a lot of guys, you know, like my case, I, I would say guys that get drafted early and all that stuff like that, like yes, you make a significant amount of money, but. At the same time, that money that you made up front right there is not going to last you if you don't have the right habits and kind of all that stuff like that going on, right? And yeah. it'll be over with real quick. Even some people that got drafted early, like, it's, they lasted two or three years and the team was like, ah, okay, yeah, we're just going to eat that cost. Like, it's nothing for them to eat that cost, right? But you thinking, you know, you Mr. Big Shot that you're going to be here Forever and ever. <laughs> like, until, they nah, draft, until they draft your position next they, year. They just drafted your – the guy's about to take your position uh, yesterday, right? <laughs> it's, Alec, you know, it's funny. Like, in it – you just I, – I think you you pointed to it, which is it's just about starting earlier. And, and yeah. every guest who came on, I think other than maybe um, – maybe – Maybe Clint Bowling at the end because his dad was the CFO. Yeah, like he he was he was a financially savvy guy. Yeah, Other than yeah. that, everybody else was in the same boat you were, which was like I have no idea. So I'm yeah. I'm 21, 22, getting drafted in whatever whatever sport that I'm I'm playing. I'm getting this check and I don't know what to do with it. And I think yeah. you know a big part of it back to the ego thing. And this is true in the professional world as as well as the professional athlete world. Is it it's okay to reach out to people and say, I don't know, you know, and that's yeah. a hard thing to get over. Um, especially with you guys in the locker room, you're surrounded by guys who have, you know, Alec Ogletrees who played for 10 years, right? Like guys who've been in the league for a while that, that they can reach out for that mentorship. Um, Clint Bowling from the Bengals talked about that was, you know, there were, he went to the older guys in the room who seemed to have figured out and said like, Hey, what should I be doing? And I think that's a big step. And, and I guess, my last point on that is it doesn't have to be more complex than just understanding, like you said, this isn't forever. And what can yeah. I do today to put me in a better position five years from now, you know, 10 years. Yeah. From now. yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of people think, a lot of people think of right now, like, and yes, I, I get it. You got to be in the moment and all of that stuff, but being in a moment doesn't mean there's in the future, like, <laughs> it's like, it's coming. okay, it's, it's still coming. Like, I get it. You got to be in a moment, whatever this is, whatever. 
but it's okay to set yourself up for the future. Even if it's not yourself, like somebody coming behind it, you know, luckily be able to have kids and whatever, pass the genes, whatever you leave it, you know, you can't take it with you when you're going at the end of the day. Right. And so if it's something that you can do to kind of, you know, help set yourself up along with not even just yourself, your family, whatever the case may be, you know, to, for the future, I, I think that's great as well, yeah. you know, I, and I think the the other thing, Alec, like that that stood out to me from from all the guests too, especially some of our earlier guests, like like your brother in law Andrew Mac yeah. Brown was a guy like that. Rennie Curran was a guy like that. Who they were not ten year guys in the league, or, although yeah. Andrew's piecing together that that career now, but but he's done it across multiple teams, right? They yeah. weren't first round draft picks coming out. You know, TA was that our first guest. You know, I yeah. think he played for 13 teams over like a 10 year career or something like that. And yeah. I love the mindset of all these guys who to just think about, look, just because you're saying no, it means I get a yes from somebody else. Like it's the the mindset of just continued one. Well, I'm, I'm good enough and I'm going to make yeah. it happen somewhere else. And that's, that strength, I think, applies to everything. And, and that could be wealth creation, investing, your life after football. But the idea that, look, I've been cut 10 times and I still believe I have what it takes and I'm going to yeah. get a yes. Anthony Tolliver talked about, like, he'd been on 11 teams. He didn't look that at that beginning t- cut 11 times. He looked at it as, dude, I got 11 yeses. Yeah, 11 yeses. <laughs> I said, you're right. And like you said, the perspective of – you know, how you view things is is very key. And like you said, believing the belief that you have to have in yourself first and foremost is has to be at an all time high. Because if you don't believe in yourself, like nobody else gonna believe that you can do it. Like they're expecting you to not do well. But yeah. you know Especially in the world that you guys live in. Yeah, yeah. I mean they they pay you they pay you a lot of money to to be there and it's something that you did well if you able to make it you did something well they, and you have to keep that belief but you know it it definitely can get tough as as you go through life just anything that you do just the the wear and tear the the older you get the more you like man that was so stupid that I think <laughs> you start learning different things and your your goals and stuff kind of evolve too you know as you as you grow older, you know, when you 21, 22, you're not thinking about, okay, I'm 30 something now. Like, ah, I need this insurance plan to be <laughs> the right way. <laughs> you know, at 22, you're like, I can recover. Like, ah, it's nothing. Right. And so, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's just thinking, thinking long-term, you know, versus that's, just that's that hard. short term. It's hard to do. It's, hard. it's very hard. When, it's and, very and hard. This is, this is me in my life. Like I, I've tried to think about my life in 10 year blocks. Right. And let's argue that the first 20 years don't count because you and I, you know, from zero to 10 and from 10 to 20, we're just kind of growing up. You know, we don't really know who we are. We don't know anything yet, but then 20 to 30, some maturity happens, right? You start to figure out who you are, who you think you want to be. And then 30 to 40, now you kind of got a handle of like, all right, this is who I am and how I show up in the world. And what I like to think about and, and professional athletes live this is reinventing yourself every 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, 
40-year-old Chris is going to think different than 50-year-old Chris and 60-year-old Chris. And, you know, you guys are forced to do it, right? If you're lucky from 20 to 30, you're a football player or you're a professional athlete. But not too many guys past 30 are professional athletes. So you have to reinvent yourself. And I, I love this idea of, you know, if you think of our lives, we have six 10-year blocks in our life, right? If we're counting mm-hmm. zero to 20, let's assume we live to 80 years old. Well, those six 10-year blocks, what if every 10 years you reinvent yourself? At the end of life, when you're keeping score, it's not going to be about how much money you made. But if you have unique experiences in each one of those 10-year blocks, you can look back and yeah. say, wow, that was a hell of a ride. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It's, you know... Life is short as it as it is. And, you know, we all here trying to make it and you know, figure out ways to, you know, better ourselves, better our situations and conditions and stuff like that. And so, you know, it's it's always fun to, like you said, hear the stories, just kind of how people go through things like that. Like even with uh, easily talking about just Growing up being out, basically like on his own at a young age and living, he was like, what do you say? I, I lived, uh, I lived, a, I lived my life early on. And, you know, now he, th- he thinks differently now. He's able to, you know, not, not get so caught up in the, in the limelight stuff, but, you know, actually doing stuff that, you know, better his family, just better him mentally. Like he spoke on just, you know, getting, getting the help mentally and being in the right headspace because, you know, in order to do something, you need to be, you need to have a clear mind and, you know, understand what you're doing and not just, you know, out here all over the place and, and, and running wild. So, yeah, yeah I no, think the, the thing that gets lost and, and uh, what I've learned from, you know, having the interactions that we've had with guests is like, look, we're all people, right? Yeah. And, and, life's hard, right? There's stuff that's hard. You talk about his growing up stories. Like he had a tough go to start his first 10 to 20 years of life. And I think all of us have these struggles, whether you're, you know, a pro bowl football player, or if you're just a CPA working nine to five, everybody's got stuff. They got something. And I, I think, you know, we, we focus a lot on the podcast about wealth, right? And, and I think it's a tool it's a tool yeah. to help, but it doesn't make you happy. I mean, Alec, both of us have been fortunate to make some money. And and I can tell you, making money doesn't make me happy. I, I like the freedom it affords, but it's mm-hmm. it there I know lots of really wealthy guys that are miserable. Yeah. And and I think when we're young, we always think like, but when I get here, then like stuff's gonna be great, right? And maybe for you it was like when I get my second NFL contract, everything's mm-hmm. going to be great. And then you get there and you're like, eh, got it. Yeah, I mean, it's like I said, you your goals change, you know, as as you grow. Like, you just view things differently. Like, no matter who you are, whether you make it or whether you're not, like, everything you do, you know, as you grow in this life, you just look at stuff differently, a little bit differently than, you know, you did 10 years ago. You know, you just... Honestly, you just be thankful that, you know, you were able to <laughs> live through those through those times, you know, when they hard times, all this stuff like that. And and uh be here to, you know, try to try to give back, give that wisdom and kinda, you know, teach somebody behind you, 
you know, that that's coming along. Like, like yes, like I know where you're at. I understand your struggle, right? Like I, I get it. Like I, I promise you I get it. I understand. But if you were able to take some of the, the takeaways from, you know, whoever your mentor, your whoever it is that, you know, kind of can help you grow and seek that wisdom, like, you know, the, to me, the sky's the limit with the potential of what somebody can do in this lifetime, you know. How do you, maybe this is a good way to land the plane. Um, how do you think about, so you're 31, are you 32? How old are you? 32. So I'm 10 years ahead. Okay. You know, four, I'll be 44, <laughs> I'll be 44 in March. Yeah. Okay. So how do you think about, and you retired last year, so how do you think about 32 to 42-year-old Alec? Like you got young kids, but yep. you're you're right in that transition, right? I'm I'm yep. I was a football player. Now I'm a dad. Yeah. What, what how do you think about that next 10 years? I think the next 10 years, I'm trying to go chase that bag, man. I'm chasing that bag out here. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, no, you know, uh for me it's like I still have a desire, a hunger to to grow and learn more, like I said, stuff that I was already kind of doing outside of the the, the uh, football world, you know, in terms of like what is real estate, it's private equity, it's all kind of different little things, right? So right now to me, I, I find myself just kind of in this grind mode of, you know, just seeking a, as much information as I can, mm-hmm. you know, from different people that I meet throughout my life, like, being in the NFL has afforded me the opportunity to be in like some of the rooms that the normal person most likely probably won't get ever a chance to go to, right? And so I don't take it lightly in the sense of like, well, I'm just here to goof off or whatever. It's like, no, like I'm here to learn something that, you know, I want to understand like how can I grow as a person in this world and, you know, some of the things that, you know, you get into is like people just always see the football. They just think all you about football is like, nah, man, like I like I like talking about real estate. I like talking about finance. I like talking about having procedures or whatever, whatever the case may be. Like, you know, and I think if we able to do that as athletes, you know, you can it. Well, I would you can't do it. I would say that. Most of the time, the athlete just doesn't get a chance to really kind of talk about it or express that. Or, you know, even other people that don't even understand is like, dude, this dude is smart as hell. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, they, see, they see one facet. They see one facet. You know, you just see the Sunday, which is great. But the rest of the time, this dude, he over here training all day. And then he gets done training. And he goes spend, you know, two hours reading a book up on the market or something like that. Like he just yeah. gained that knowledge, right? You know, is, is that enough, Alec, for you? Like, is the is the learning enough to fulfill the competitive juice that you know you spent the previous ten years executing with? Well, I think it's part of it's learning, and part of it is like people not really respecting or. It, respecting the fact that you are in that space, right? Like, or like people that kind of, they don't, they don't believe you can do it, right? It, it just kind of blows their mind when like, 
they hear of an athlete, he's a billionaire, he's doing this, he's invested in this, he's in this field or whatever. Like, you know, most of the people, you always hear the story of, you know, guys going broke or something after they're done playing or whatever. What you say that stat was? It was like 65, 75% of, of players go broke two years after. Yeah, within, I think it was Sports Illustrated an article. It was a little bit older. The article's dated, but I think it was like yeah. 70 plus percent of NFL players go broke within three years of leading the league. Yeah. And so we need to, I, you know, I feel like with this podcast and beyond the game, that's the, that's, that's the hope of this is to kind of change that narrative and, and drop that number. Like, that's why we have these guys on kind of share their stories, share some of the things that, you know, they've been through, you know, and hopefully somebody can take that and learn from it and, and grow and be like, Okay, I, I I heard he that happened to him too, right? You know, and and hopefully reach say, out like these guys are yeah, and reach like, out exactly. Go go get some of that that wisdom. Go you know that go 30, get it. yeah, the thirty two year old Alec has the twenty two year old Alec didn't. I mean, I think that's go the, get it. That's what we hope. <laughs> well, look, I, I think that's a a good place to uh, kind of land the plane with with this episode. Um, we'll, yes, we'll circle back with you after maybe the next ten. Give you our lessons lessons learned <laughs> on that one. Um, what I would say is if, if you can subscribe and leave a review, it really helps uh, the, the podcast find other people. Um, we're grateful that, that people have started listening to it, and, and it's been a lot of fun for us. So we will catch you on the next episode. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. And enjoy. Thank you for joining us on Beyond the Game. Please like, comment, and subscribe on all platforms. It really helps others find the show. And a special shout out to Open Heart Media who helps with the production. Check them out at openheartmediaco.com.